All right, so USC opens the new era under Lincoln Riley starting tomorrow, Friday morning at 7 a.m., and the players are as equally as excited as the fans. I also ran into a friendly group of guys who are getting ready to meet the media, and for a second, it looked like the ghost of Trojan glory passed. I'll explain that a little bit later. And we're also going to talk about guys who enjoyed their time talking with the media uh, now before uh, we start to scrutinize them as the season goes on. That's what's coming up next here on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or downloading your podcast for free. Thanks for for watching. We appreciate you coming along for the ride. And if you are watching YouTube, go ahead and hit that that subscribe button. Give me some feedback and start asking some questions. We'll do a mailbag uh, on one of our upcoming episodes here. So as I mentioned there at the top of the show, uh, USC held a meet and greet uh, Thursday afternoon. And this this was something new where the media got the chance to interview uh, the assistant coaches, and a bunch of pre-selected players. Um, this hasn't been done in the past. This is something new that uh, the new USC Sports Information Director, Katie Ryan, put together uh, in consultation with Lincoln Riley. Pardon me. Um, it's kind of a, you know, a way for the chance to kind of maybe start building and developing a relationship with the local beat writers um, as... as as they kind of ease their way into it, you know, tomorrow, Friday morning is going to be the first USC practice. And then after that, uh, the media is, is not allowed to go for the next two. They'll be at the Coliseum. Um, so Lincoln Riley was the first person to, to speak with the media here Thursday afternoon. And granted, I was a little late, uh, had some flight issues coming back into town Nevertheless, uh, WeRSC.com, uh, Eric McKinney and Scott Schrader were both on hand. And the one of the things that Lincoln Riley said is, you know, the roster is healthy and ready for fall camp. Our first practice is tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Okay. Well, I truly hope so because I received a message from someone uh, around dinner time who said, and I'm just going to, I'm going to read what he I'm going to to read the quote that I received. Camp will be violent and physical, praying for healthy outcomes, but expect aggressive practices, end quote. Now, Trojan fans, that's probably music to your ears. Um, You know, there's been some uh, fun discussions in the past, I guess we could say, talking about uh, whether or not USC practices under the previous coaching staff uh, were physical enough. Did they get the team prepared for game week? Um, we're just—I'm just going to go as far as to say that this staff is doing things much differently, and the fact that uh, they're inviting the media to the first practice 
um, but they're not allowing us to be there for the second and third is a little curious to me. I mean, um, day one is going to be the required shells, you know, and, and the team has to go through the, the mandated acclimation process that the, that the NCAA puts in place. So I am curious why practice two and three will be at the Coliseum uh, under the watchful eye of the coaching staff, but the media won't, can't even watch their stretching session in the beginning, nor interview the coaches afterwards. So, um, I don't know, just certain things that kind of make you go, hmm, or, or is this, you know, another way of, maybe, you know, I'm not going to say pushing the envelope and maybe getting the team ahead of schedule, wink, wink, um, without people watching and then questioning, hey, how come they're doing that right now? I'm not saying they are, not saying they are, they're not, but I can't remember the last time practice number two and three of fall camp the media got shut out, let alone taking it over to the Coliseum. So I don't know, maybe they're doing some, uh, maybe they're doing some work there on Howard Jones field, Brian Kennedy, uh, where they need to get the field a couple of extra days work or rest after the first day of fall camp. Again, doesn't really make sense, but uh, I don't think anybody's really complaining. The common theme from everybody, uh, players and coaches was we just want to win. And whether that's it, it's that was their way of saying, look, we're tired of hearing 4 and 8, 2021. We were a bad team. We finished 4 and 8, yada, yada, yada. Um, for any player who is on this roster, and when I say who's still on the roster, remember, uh, this Lincoln Riley basically came in and he cleaned house. Uh, there were a lot of players who who were specifically asked to leave in no uncertain terms. They were told they don't have a spot going forward. So um, there's a there's that sense of a new beginning again uh, with obviously you know, everybody who came in via the transfer portal and the guys who stuck around, they want to win. And when you, when you have that kind of, I don't know, shift, um, you know, cult, the, the, the culture changes as we, we've talked about it a lot, but it, it's again, right now, the players, they just want to get to work. They want to prove to everybody that, yes, you know what? We are a good football team. We were recruited to come to USC because we're USC caliber level players and we want to prove it. You know, they came here to win a championship. And so when they say we just want to win, that's what they mean. They just want to win a championship. They want to prove to everybody that they were, that they're worthy. You know, they, they hear the fans talking. Um, they might not respond to it, but they hear it. So, you know, you guys who are, who, who, who like to critique, you know, remember you're critiquing uh, a bunch of young men who could be anywhere from. 17, 18 years old, up to being mature young adults, you know, like an Andrew Voorhees uh, you know, wife, ready to, to, to move on to the NFL after this season. And we're going to talk, we talked to Andrew at, at Media, Day, Media Day as well, a couple things on him. So um, 
the 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 best thing about this that I got from the 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 meet and greet with the media was it was specifically designed for for the local beat writers. Um, again, Katie Ryan, this is her uh, her first rodeo at, in charge. She's been with a, around the program for years, uh, but now this is her baby, and she wanted to try something different. And I think this is a great idea. Um, giving the local media guys a chance to just meet with the media, meet with the players uh, before everything kicks into high gear. Um, I hope they do this again. So kudos. In fact, I will bet they do this again next year because I, all the feedback seemed to be really positive from what I got. And you can also head on over to betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. So head on over to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So the ghost of past Trojan offensive linemen, or is this just the result of some really hard work during the off season? When I got to Heritage Hall this afternoon, uh, the first sight I saw was what appears to be USC's starting offensive line, as well as Austin Jones. And I, I took some pictures. Uh, I wanted to make sure Austin got in that pick. But, wow. Um, I saw these guys up close and personal, and OMG, they look like a bunch of different guys. Um, and that's, and I mean that positively. You can really tell uh, the work that they've put in. Uh, Brett Nylon, the starting center is one dude specifically uh, who changed his body. In fact, he talked about uh, how he's lowered his body body fat percentage. And when you see him, he looks more svelte, I guess is a good way of putting it. Um, I, I won't say he has a six-pack. I, I, maybe Caleb Williams was allu alluding to him at Pac-12 Media Day last week. But Brett looks different much stronger. Um, those reports of he's grown taller, I, that's fake news. Uh, but I think why he looks taller is because he looks thinner. He, he doesn't have that, uh, and I say this affectionately, he doesn't have that those muffin tops hanging out. He just looks like a, a, a different dude. And that's going to lend well uh, to the to when they're out there trying to pass protect as well as run block. Uh, Justin Dietrich, number one, he's got the greatest mustache in the entire world. If he's not playing football, I, you could put a, a uniform on him and he would look like your police officer. Or he might even have a... He would be the perfect action figure stunt double in a movie. He just, he has that look. Um, and he just, he's just such a mature level headed, 
level-headed guy that I've really grown to, to appreciate and getting to know over, over his time at USC. Um, and he's also someone who's going to be able to finally do what he loves to do, and that's run block. When you're done making Locked on USC your first listen and watch, head on over to wearesc.com. We got, we're going to have a lot of interviews, a lot of video from Pac-12, excuse me, from USC Media Day uh, with a lot of, with these players that we're mentioning. Uh, So I spent most of my time speaking with the players. Eric McKinney spent the vast majority of his time interviewing the coaches and uh, Scott Schrader was shotgunning all over the place, making sure uh, he was catching everybody that so we had a piece of every coach and every player. Uh, another guy who really caught my eye was Jonah Monheim. Um, he looks like he got taller. And it also looks like his shoulders kind of exploded. He, he just... You can just tell the difference between when a player goes from freshman to their sophomore season. It's just the body just matures differently. And this offensive line is really, again, they look like those Trojan past offensive lines that, uh, that the championship teams were built around. Um, big, fast, strong guys. And again, if hopefully the work they put in during the offseason shows itself. Uh, in the game during the games and again based on hearing behind the scenes how hard these guys are working during prps and knowing that they're going to be having a physical fall camp hopefully everybody comes out of that healthy knock on wood um this team can be really special because they when you're talking to these guys they they've got a focus and again you know they have a focus every year but this time it's just Again, they want to win. They haven't done that. They haven't done enough winning since they've been at USC. Uh, Andrew Voorhees. Okay. So I'm sure if you've been following the program, he, as well as Brett Nyland and Justin Dietrich, they are now working on their fourth different position coach. And Andrew brought this up saying, no, it's brought him a bunch of different perspectives, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, different styles, different coaching philosophies. Uh, and he's going to be able to incorporate all that uh, into his final season. And he also kind of touched on, uh, he has a big NIL, NIL deal coming up, name, image, likeness. Uh, but he says he'll share, he'll share it when he can. Right now he can't, uh, but it is a pretty lucrative deal. So, um, Cortland Ford is another one. So if you hang out or if you read anything that I've written, or if you hang out over again on wearesc.com, um, you will know that Cortland Ford is one of the hardest working guys. I mean, almost, I don't want to say to his detriment, but the guy, if he's not working out, he's sleeping and eating football, but that's his life. And that's what you want. It's a good thing. And what's so funny is he is in such great shape that Brett Nylon had to help him get his jersey on <laughs> before he had it in a media day. It, w- it was a funny little sight. Um, so he looks the part now. And I'm telling you, this offensive line, when you 
when the fans, when you get to see them, because you won't get to see them at practice and you'll only get to see little video clips that we get out there um, at practice when we're allowed to be there. So get it out there for the opening game against Rice and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's going to be a pleasant surprise. You're going to really enjoy what you see. Uh, the, the last thing I want to say on Andrew is um, he had made his decision within 72 hours to return to USC. And that's, he is probably Lincoln Riley's biggest recruiting win. He, you know, he had the, he had his conversations with Lincoln. We all know how that final game ended. And, you know, Andrew had the opportunity to head off to the NFL and, and start earning an NFL paycheck. Well, he knew within 72 hours after sitting down with his family, he needed to come back. And again, it comes back to, he just wants to win. He wants to leave a mark at USC. He doesn't want to be, be part of a legacy of not finishing what they started. And that's a great quality. Okay. Uh, some other guys who are really impressive with the media uh, this afternoon on Thursday. I'm recording this Thursday evening. Uh, so you'll obviously be watching this on Friday. I'll be at practice at 7 a.m. Uh, for the as fall camp opens. So some of the guys who met with the media, again, we had uh, not everybody made their way there. There were supposed to be a total of 28 players, but you know, I'm sure they had some um, scheduling conflicts that got in the way. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Kalen Bullock, uh, don't call him sticks anymore. Uh, his, his teammates have said he's gotten bigger. And when I saw him, he, he did look like he's added a good 10, 15 pounds. So uh, that's only going to be a benefit uh, when he has to start getting a little bit more physical, um, you know, with the tackling and so forth. And I did ask him about his uh, preseason snub because he had, you know, he had put out a cryptic tweet um, that, and it made sense when the Pac-12 released their preseason um, awards or watch list and preseason All-Americans, All-Conference, excuse me. Kalen didn't make the list. And he was a freshman All-American last year, Football Writers Association. So it's, that was a little peculiar. And I asked him, I said, you know, was that what we were, your tweet was all about? And he said, yeah, man, that, that, that vibed me the wrong way. It, I'll be honest. And uh, he felt a little disrespected. And all that means is now he's got that chip on his shoulder again. And that's great news for Trojan fans, but that's terrible news for opposing quarterbacks and, and wide receivers. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not, but at Pac-12 Media Day, Caleb Williams talked about a play where um, Kalen kind of baited him. Caleb had no idea that Kalen could cover that Kalen could cover that much ground in that amount of time. And he didn't even think about it. And before you know it, you know, Kalen had picked up the pass. He had literally come all the way across the field, almost 50 yards from one side of the end zone to the other. Um, so yeah, uh, Kalen is, he has got just a natural instinct to the game. And, uh, it's almost like he can see the play developing. It's because he played offense 
uh, in high school. So that, that lends itself to him really well when he's out there playing free safety. Um, Taj Washington was another guy who uh, I thought was really impressive with the media today. Uh, he's Taj Washington loves to cook. You know, he's got his own YouTube channel, so go check that out. And he attributes his passion uh, to cooking to uh, to his grandmother. And then he elaborated on, on that a little bit. He said, it, it's the feeling that he, you know, he and uh, his family would experience together when you're sitting around the table just enjoying good food. And, and that's what he loved, you know, what the passion about cooking is. And, and he's able to kind of carry that off, carry that over to, to football as well, knowing that, you know, when you're doing something that other people enjoy, um, that's probably the greatest reward you can ever get. So I also asked him uh, if you if you ever found out why Benny Wiley <laughs> singled him out after the spring game to run back to campus while everybody else was going to take the bus back. He said he couldn't remember, um, but he does remember running back. So <laughs> it was just a, a, a funny moment for, for Taj and I, because I was trying to ask him a question right after the spring game. And over my shoulder, I hear, I hear strength and, the strength and conditioning coach, Benny Wiley, screaming, hey, Taj, let's go, man. We're running. And the look on Taj's face was like, man, what did I do? <laughs> so just wanted to kind of ask Taj if he ever found out why. He said he didn't, but if he did, he, he would have forgotten by now anyways. Um, Tui, Tui Pelotu. I don't know what happened during the offseason, but he became a really chatty caddy. I mean, it's not, it's not like he was a really a, a quiet guy before, but he has become really comfortable in his skin, and he is just much more of an extra, extrovert. I was surprised. I was talking with Nick Figueroa, and Nick speaking for when Nick is speaking, it comes very naturally for him. Um, Tui though, Tui, it's, it seems like it's a natural for him all of a sudden as well. And it was just it was a joy to watch him talking to other members of the media on the other side of Nick because you can see you can you can sense the maturity that's come out from Tuli and. Man, when he, when he's confident now, talking about his game, I can only imagine how that's going to en enhance his play on the field. It's just you can tell he's more confident now, and he's willing to talk about it. Uh, I, I, you know, I talked about Nick Figueroa. Um, man, he's healthy. He's wearing number ninety nine. He said he couldn't wait to jump on that number, and so uh, we'll we'll see if he reps it as well as uh, Drake Jackson did. Uh, Justin, Big Daddy Dietrich, another guy who is just really comfortable talking uh, with the media. And he's also, you know, last year we would, we, we heard from, from the staff, um, Clay McGuire, he, he mentioned that, you know, he's probably the, the offensive line group's most valuable player. Well, you would think that your most valuable asset would would start and for whatever reason justin was you know he was the sixth man guy well he's starting this year and lincoln riley loves the run game and justin dietrich was built for the run game so uh, i'm excited to watch him finally get this chance to 
to be a starter and, and to show everybody uh, how strong and violent he can be and how much fun you can have as an offensive lineman. If there's anything Justin Dietrich is, he's a fun dude, fun guy. Uh, whether he's doing belly flops into the pool or if he's pulling an 18-wheeler behind him, uh, he's just a dude. And he's someone you you want on your team. He is a no BS type of guy. But at the same time, he's just a funny guy as well. So um I've all spoke to a lot of players, and every single one of them said the most improved player this offseason was Miller Moss. Now, Miller's not gonna start a quarterback this year. He knows that. Um He's probably not going to start a quarterback. Let's, you know, I guess there's still a chance, right? But um, let's also I'll remind everybody, Lincoln Riley has shown that he's willing to replace a starting quarterback during the season. He did it at Oklahoma, and that's how Caleb got the spot. Spencer Rattler, he wasn't getting the job. He wasn't performing consistently enough. And Lincoln said, hey, you know what, Caleb? Get in there. Show us what you can do. Here we are. So if, if Lincoln is willing to do that with a starting quarterback who, who was a starter for a year and replace him with a true freshman, you got to think that Lincoln's willing to do it out here because, again, we just want to win. And Lincoln knows that he doesn't have a honeymoon era, you know, a honey a honeymoon stage Um. You know, typically new coaches are given two or three years to get their their program in place. Lincoln doesn't have that much time. And you know what? That might be his own doing. He says they want to win now. So you don't go out and, you know, flip-flop your roster by 36 players, whatever that, that number is, if you're not trying to win right now. Um, so there you go. And, and that, I think that's... The the one last thing I'm going to talk about for me today, and we're going to, I'll be out there at fall camp tomorrow, come back with another episode, and I'm going to come up with my notes and observations report. So I'll go over that as well here on Locked on USC. Uh, but the biggest difference between the old regime and the new regime, these guys are going to be your coach first and your friend second. And... It's a welcome change. I, I the players didn't use that those words specifically. Well, one player did, and I won't say which one. But but the difference is this year is they have a staff in place that is your coach. They're going to discipline you. Things are just different now. So until our next episode, again, thanks for watching. Locked on USC, making it your first listen. Always check out the Locked On Network. You've got the Locked On Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin giving your news and notes in 30 minutes or less, as well as Locked On Big Ten for USC and UCLA. We're moving over there. Get all of your news and notes with Nate Dickinson in 30 minutes or less. Locked On Big Ten Network. All right, guys. We'll be back. And uh, head on over to wrsc.com because I can't cover everything in 30 minutes or less here. Fight on.